Hi, everybody. This is Lori and I have John Wilicki with me today. And this is the first live streaming that this channel has done for a while. Um, last year, we had serious problem where the hangout got hijacked and somebody started streaming porn and kicked me and Lawrence and everybody out of the hangout. And it, I got my channel shut down for live streaming. So um, today, Lawrence won't be joining us because he's on holiday. So just John and I are going to have a an abstract conversation about positive and negative energy and how that works. So so we are uh, running the chat today. And so hello to everybody in the chat. And um, I'm going to kind of try to monitor a, li a little bit to see if there's any earth shattering questions that will add to the conversation. So we have something to throw in there. Um, hopefully I'll catch it. And if not, we're just going to live stream our brains for a little while. So anyway, um, John, um, this is kind of probably a, a little different topic for you. And we didn't have any time to discuss it, uh, but I did send you kind of where I'm headed with it. But I want to start out by saying that... Um, Everybody knows there's positive and negative energy. Everybody knows that um, the new world, new world order, media, government, banksters, warmongers, all those guys are constantly using negative energy to um, culturally engineer us. And negative energy... Um, doesn't do any of us any good because there's nothing positive streaming out of it. There's no solutions. There's no answers. There's no, it's just stuck. And uh, over the last few years, I've really been noticing a, a, a lot more people just thinking the world is crap, gone to hell, negative, uh, hor horrific, so on. And the older you are, the more you think that. And break it down to uh, reality, the world really isn't any more negative than it ever was, unless you think it is, unless that becomes your reality. And the reason why I say that is you can still walk out into a beautiful patch of nature where there's nobody around and there's nothing negative about it. And you can feel the positive because you're not being influenced by the TV and, you know, the, the constant streaming of, of uh, now look what happened, now look what happened, now this happened, and then the spin that goes along with it. And then next thing you know, there's more laws and more all, all of that. One other thing I want to say uh, with regards to all this negative energy is it instills fear and the fear instills worry and the worry you get in this feedback loop and you pretty much can't get out of it because the minute you you know sit down and watch a happy movie to try to escape for a little while um 
then the next thing that happens is, you know, you go on Facebook or you go online and breaking, breaking, shoot, school shooting. And then you're wah, 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 wah. There you go. And you're back down to, you know, negative. Second of that, an interesting thought before I ask John a question that uh, I hope all of you will think about when when he's answering and, and how you would answer it. Um, the most often repeated two words in biblical scripture is fear not. Now there must be a reason for that um, because somehow they knew that fear um, gives energy to, to the bad guys, to the evil side, to uh, bring a, you away from a loving, positive feeling. So, considering fear, John, when was the first time that you can remember in childhood where you actually felt fear? And what was it? Whoa, that's, wow, delving deep. Uh, I don't know if I was ever really fearful of anything. Um, just um, the fear that was... Uh, thrust onto me, projected onto me, uh, let's say, um, the older kids, you know, they'd be like, oh my God, I'm going to put this spider on you and it's going to bite you and, and you're going to, you're going to die, you know, or like, uh, oh, you know, they'd take like this caterpillar that no one ever said, oh no, this is going to give you rabies, look out, or herpes, whatever they, they'd make up, they didn't even right. know. And it's part of that, like, uh, fear logic. It's, you know, um, it's, it's instilling, um, uh, an emotion, a response, and um, you know that comes with all sorts of physiological uh, uh, inner interconnected workings inside that uh, you know do a whole bunch of lot of things. Um, uh, the number one being is uh, if you if you have you know feelings of fear, your body's going to be building up a lot of cortisol inside, and that's that's something that'll you know, over time, like, you know, give you a heart attack, you know, ruin your system. So there's, there's that stuff that the body does to cope. But, you know, let's say with, you know, let's say long term fears or something, uh, something that, you know, keeps coming back or something that keeps getting pushed on to some somebody, um, you know, there's that coping mechanism. But, you know, just like with drugs or anything, coping really only lets you exist in that state you know, and keeps you from um, breaking out, I guess. That's just off the top of my head, uh, thinking about fear. Okay, so let me so let me break in there, because what you initially described was fear instilled on you by someone else. Uh, there's a difference between that fear, which is psychological fear, um, and fear you feel from a dangerous situation. Meaning, you know, you're a little kid and you're standing out in the yard and somebody walks by and they have a big dog and the dog starts barking and lunging. And that is, that's a different fear. That's a danger induced fear. Okay? Oh, well, I have one. I, okay. I, have one. Um, I was in the, uh, I was in the back of a Woolworths. I was probably like, maybe like eight, maybe eight, maybe seven, eight or, you know, and uh, back of the Woolworths by myself and uh, looking at all the fish tanks is how they had it. You know, the fishes and the reptiles. You know, that's when they used to sell, you know, everything. 
and um and a bunch of these ghetto kids uh some were some were younger than me some were older than me there was maybe just more than a handful of them they surrounded me and uh and they were like you know looking at my clothes they're like you know trying to like you know get into my pockets and you know luckily and i was like whoa this is crazy <laughs> luckily uh there was a store associate uh walking by that spooked them i ran and i knew to run and get away but that was that was when i that that was a moment you know of you know feeling whoa something's going to happen it's not going to be good and somebody's going to do it to you so okay. you know, feeling that yeah yeah. All right. So now not knowing anything. At that right. Time. Right. Okay. So, um, I'm going to make a statement that I feel is truth. That is, I think everything on earth that has any kind of, um, uh, consciousness, whether it be, and I, you know, some people are going to argue whether plants are conscious or not, but I'm going to include humans, animals, fish, birds, plants, um, pretty much everything. And the reason why I'm including plants is because we've all seen the experiments with talking loving words to plants and hateful words to plants, and they react differently. So I think you could almost call that pretty scientific because it's been repeated enough times and observed. So, so that, so I'm going on that premise and okay. So if the, if everything feels negative energy, negative fear, uh, danger responses, then, and everything feels positive energy, you know, we can all, we can all ask the question, what was your first memorable, joyful moment? where, you know, you felt positive about everything, you know, maybe you're in the second grade and you drew a picture and everybody in the class drew the picture and yours got pasted on, you know, taped to the door as sort of the winner, one of the best pictures and you were full of pride and you will, you know, you were, you were positive. You thought I'm going to grow up to be an artist <laughs> and everything going to affect the whole rest of my life. And that actually happened to me. But aside from that, Okay, so, you know, Christmas morning, people can think of all kinds of things when they were children. The slippy slide, the first time you got to go to the zoo and see the baby animals, you know, there was positive, it was joy. And so, so we know what those feelings feel like. And we know that they actually produce different chemical reactions in our body associated with, with those uh, energy emotions. Okay. So where I'm going with this is, um, why is that a part of our makeup? Why is that a part of the construct all the way through? Let's say, for example, fish school together for protection. The big fish come along and circle them and they all, you know, school together and, and, everybody's trying to get to the middle <laughs> and everybody else that's on the outside is, you know, they're more apt to get eaten. Um, are they doing that out of fear? Are they doing that, you know, uh, because they're positive? No, right. It's fear. So, you know, we've all heard about the lizard hind brain 
and um, that it is what naturally is plugged into our fight or flight uh, control response. For example, you know, we have little lizards, little anole lizards in our yard, you know, in Florida, all over the place. And the big egrets come along looking for lizards to eat. And so after a while, you know, if you're, if you watch for a little while, you, you watch the response of the lizards. They have to decide, do I enough, do I have enough room to run and hide in the bushes before the egret gets me? Or do I freeze, you know, on the pole that I'm on or whatever? And if I don't move, the egret won't see me and go for somebody that's dumb enough to move. Okay. So to this energy, how many of you out there listening in the chat um, are constant, constantly aware of the fear mongering going on within the media? Um, television, movies, um, everywhere you go now, there's, you know, fear associated elements like, oh, we got to go through the metal detector. Oh, we got to get patted down at the, at the, uh, by the TSA at the, you know, security at the airport, um, on and on and on. Can't go in the courthouse without going through the metal detector and taking everything out of your pockets. And the fear is constantly being reinforced by, at any given moment, something, somebody, you know, is going to walk in here with a gun and start blowing the place apart. <laughs> okay. And so you got checkpoints, you got DUI checkpoints, you got border checkpoints. Yeah, I mean, this, it goes on and on and on. And that is the part that has been getting worse. Now, has it been getting worse because there's actual danger or is it getting worse because it's cultural engineering, social engineering, trying to make people more fearful? Because I know for a fact that if you're a criminal mind, none of those things are going to stop you from doing whatever it is you're going to do. You're going to come up with a, a workaround, with a loophole, with a way to do whatever it is creepy mean, horrific, you want to do regardless. Now, um, this goes out to uh, Ray from Australia, who um, sent me an email, and I'm so sorry I haven't had a chance to get back to you and, and answer it, because it was a pretty long email with a lot of information in it. But he brought up about, um, used the word several times, loosh. L-O-O-S-H. And I had somehow in my memory remembered hearing this word before, but never really did a lot of investigation into it. So for a moment, I'm going to read something um, so that you guys understand what I'm talking about. And I'm on a page called ascensionglossary.com. And... Um, it's kind of like a little wiki, and I typed in loosh, and it says a term applied to energy produced by human beings and animals that other entities use to feed from. It is also used to refer to the energy that is produced by suffering that entities feed. From books by Robert Monroe, maybe a play on the French word louche, L-O-U-C-H-E. Negative emotional energy collection. 
Reversal networks are collecting life force from the collective fields of all Earth inhabitants and producing more subtle black forces and miasma. The much sought after spiritual energy contained in these fields is called energetic loosh by the cabals. In this context, loosh is referred to as the emotional energy radiated by animals and humans when feeling threatened, harmed, or being killed that results in the traumatizing pain and suffering that is experienced and recorded in the body, mind, and soul. For centuries, the NAA have developed and exploited multidimensional occult practices through reversal creation code. This has been given to secret societies and institutions for the purpose of mind control and social engineering in order to harvest negative emotional energy or loosh from the masses. With the current acceleration of the electronic era, which promotes transhumanism and an array of artificial intelligence technologies, both overtly and covertly, the exploitation to extract negative emotional energy from humanity is at an all-time high. Our planet, call it what you will, is being deluged with negative mind control programming and AI broadcasts that target the negative ego filters that have infiltrated every fiber of society. This is in order to elicit extremely negative emotions and painful trauma from the constant bombardment of harmful images, behaviors, and actions. These programs encourage cruelty, brutality, and violence, which are being massively superimposed upon humanity and the earthly kingdoms at this time. Extremely charged energy, such as that achieved during satanic ritual abuse, contains hormonal adrenaline cascades that course through the cellular energy within the human body, blood, and brain. Under such intense extremes of painful suffering, the blood and flesh becomes charged with heightened molecular content, which is highly prized by negative aliens and satanic forces. This is why they delight in the torture, suicide, and killing of human beings, especially the innocent souls unable to protect themselves like children. Now, it goes on to uh, talk about Robert Monroe in his book, Far Journeys, rights of contacts that he had with a light being in an out-of-body experience. Now, most people hear that and immediately shut down if they are, you know, against the whole idea of new age, light beings, Pleiadians, aliens, whatever. Like, we don't know what what light beings are, um, unless you've seen one, visited with one, had a conversation with one. But all the rest of that sounds pretty much like the book on what how things are going now. So um, the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because For so many years of being involved in the truth and conspiracy group, movement, folks, community, whatever you want to call it, um, I have always heard from so many people, oh, you guys are just keyboard warriors and all you do is tell us all about all these things and you never offer any positive feedback about how to deal with it or what to do or, or anything. No, no action. And so I'm going to propose an action. If in case this is the true, is the truth, this, this concept of using negative energy 
giving them food, giving them more energy, which was alluded to more than alluded to in the Matrix movies, um, especially the first one where everybody's in a pod and the machines are mining the, you know, the energy of the people and people related it to being batteries. So um, while those people are in those pods, they're experiencing the matrix reality. And in the matrix reality, um, we don't know at all, you know, what each individual's life was like, but it, we could assume that it's pretty much, that it pretty much mirrors average human life that as we know it now with death, life, birth, um, good things, bad things, lose your house, lose your job, get a job, up and down, emotional energy. So why is this energy as a part of the supernatural construct? Um, why, why is that part of creation? Because we see it in everything, you know, you see it in the big cats chasing the antelope and the zebras and they, they, uh, you know, it's claws and teeth and bloody and horrific. And, but, and we all know it's laws of nature, you know, the, the lion has to eat and there's lots more zebras than there is lions and so on. So John, another question. <clears throat> uh, as far as negative and positive energy within the human consciousness. How much of it can we control by our own consciousness, by our own, um, I, I often call it the committee of people in my head that are talk, having the conversation, oh, there's nothing to be scared of here. And, you know, you go into this uh, cognitive therapy, like, you know, why am I afraid? What am I afraid of? Why am I feeling fearful or why am I feeling, you know, depressed or whatever? I don't actually have to anything to identify why I feel this way, but you know, it's kind of a lot of things, but any one thing, and is there any reason for me to be in this state of mind and how can I get out of it? Some people go into la la land and, and decide to cut out anything negative in their lives People have actually been healed by that method, um, by only thinking of fun things, happy things, jokes, so on and so forth, and, and not exposing themselves to negativity. Do you think that's a possibility that humans could change this whole program by um, their own consciousness? And how, how could they do it? without just tuning out everything negative and, and ignoring it, because obviously it's not going to go away if you just ignore it. Well, haha, that's, <laughs> that's a fun question. Well, I guess it depends on how strong your brain is. It depends on how strong your mental fortitude is. It, it, it depends on um, how, uh, how much IQ and knowledge you've built up. Uh, how, what's your EQ, you know, uh, what what type of person are you? Are you someone who uh, can exercise self control in in many forms? You know, these are the questions to really ask because um, if you're not strong in all those 
regards of character, let's say, unless I can think of a better word, it's probably character. I don't know, unless it's, uh, um, I don't know, just reaction, just uh, part of that lizard stem brain. But uh, no, um, it depends. Well, I, mean, I, I can, just to jump in there, I think it's yeah. a combination. It is your your intelligence, your temperament, your character, and your personality. It's all of those things combined. Do you think this can be trained? Well, sure. Everything can be trained. I mean, people can be brainwashed. People can be MK-Ultra'd. Um, you know, uh, you said, you mentioned the, the word uh, consciousness, and um, and you sort of referenced it happening, occurring in your, in your brain. And um, I sort of think, you know, consciousness is, you know, the, the out there. It's like the everything. So, so it's not the consciousness that's in your brain. It's the awareness that your consciousness, that the consciousness gives you. You have this awareness inside you because you're looking at everything. You're sensing everything. You're feeling everything. Uh, you're, you're experiencing all physical reality. And really, but really what it comes down to is like, you know, what you said about the Matrix. Um, it's, it's the screen. You know, we, we just, you know, see... We see life and reality through this screen, but we don't realize it's just a screen. Um, so we get all caught up in the emotions, in the in the fear, in the happiness, in the joy, in the in the self love, especially in this world. Uh, you mentioned the uh, mainstream media, you know, that basically just you know projects and programs uh, fear and uh, and commercials upon everybody. You know, those two things that go great together, <laughs> like uh, peanut butter and chocolate. <laughs> and um, But you were mentioning, um, sorry, I, I was writing down some notes, and uh, you mentioned Robert Monroe. What year did this uh, play occur, just out of curiosity? Well, I'm going to screen share for a second to... Okay. Um... There's a reason why I'm asking. The, uh, because... Um, the first mention that I noticed uh, of the word louche, there's several mentions. There's like 2016, uh, 2013, but I saw, uh, I think it was Urban Dictionary. It was from 2007, and it sort of, you know, portrayed, I mean, they had several different meanings of it, but it also said like louche is like a, um, uh, a term for like, oh, those are some loose shoes, loose shoes you got, you know, it's like, like fab like or something well but, there's a lot of uses for the word yeah there, oh, there, sure. I'm just, it, I'm just, yeah yeah okay so um but but other than that yeah i'm, I'm also curious yeah just what, what is the year that monroe was well like? let me see if i can read it here and see when it was put out because it may be on some other place um it talks I, about it talks about the book where did i see the book um uh you know that's pretty bad that they actually don't have that on here what kind of uh, wiki doesn't have that um far journeys so we'd have to look that up okay. uh, robert monroe far journeys is is where this all started oh from the book from his writings right Okay. Yeah, the the is, the title is Far Journeys. Well, well, okay. Well, well, just okay. Well, without like you know researching too much online right now. Um, but it also what, says interestingly. He, uh, yeah. See also reversals and inversion proceed produce louche and adrenochrome, which we've all heard oh. about. 
a lot Uh-oh. lately, adrenochrome, uh, with regards to the, you know, pedo gate, pizza gate, um, and all that. So God, it's, that uh, fear and loathing in Las Vegas. That was yeah. great. Oh. So, um, yeah. okay. So, so back to, well, well, I, I, I got a question because I don't know like what you were able to uh, search. Um, my search turned up uh, various covers. Uh, apparently, it was a, um, I don't know, a short story. I'm not sure like, you know, how how big of a story this was, how big of a book or write, a portion of writing this was. But there are all sorts of covers from, I guess, different um, different publications. For H.G. Wells, Don't Be Food on the Human Farm. And it's it's the, the image that I saw. I don't know if you can find it. It's real simple. If you look that up, uh, it's a, a man and a woman sort of, you know, coming to embrace. And in the back, there's a hidden, darkish, sort of devilish sort of figure lurking in the background. And um, and this came up uh, associated with the idea of Louche. And I guess it's the uh, the the idea of the energy vampires, you know, uh, in, in social media terms. This could be the narcissists that we see online all everywhere trying to get attention, you know, with their reckless and dangerous behavior uh, to, to get views and likes. Um, but but. I also do not know the year that was published as well. But H.G. Wells is certainly. I would say um, pre nineteen hundreds. Would that be like maybe yeah. right around the turn of the century? Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm making a guess. I don't know. That's yeah. Um. Okay. So this is another thing that I found. It was a, a glitch in the matrix on a, on Reddit that I thought was interesting because it goes into astral trap expert astral traveler robert monroe said glitches were interactions with other realities he utilized these matrix glitches to deeply explore other dimensions and the afterlife realm monroe did this in expert fashion for decades and had thousands of glitch interactions he became horrified near the end of his life when he clearly found out earth is an energy louche farm residents of earth are actually considered livestock to produce louche energy which is assimilated by the controllers which is why they promote poverty wars and suffering on a massive scale The whole story of karmic debt or earth being a school is complete nonsense for the weak-minded time to wake up and break free. Okay. That begins this thread. But um, this, this negative energy loose thing has been around for a long enough time, but it's interesting that it isn't in the everyday nomenclature. Um, You know, I don't hear people use the term all the time. It is on Urban Dictionary, but it has a different meaning meaning than what this is, is talking about. You know, someone else in this thread wrote, Robert Monroe wrote at least three books about his astral travel adventures and started an institute to promote the idea. It's really rather fascinating stuff. Louche is apparently the energy he discovered, along with the idea that something is feeding off it and possibly using us for that reason. He makes it sound less crazy in context. He also ostensibly traveled into another universe 
and experience what we call glitches and so on along the way. Unfortunately, this combination of cases and description is not really doing the research a lot of favors as a lot of people are now going to write the whole thing off as lunacy. So um, that's that's pretty common when something something gets brought forward. Lunacy, you know, crazy. So what I, I always look at these kinds of things that I look into as an if then scenario, as you know, if this is true, then what? So if there are negative beings out there and I, I believe there are, and I think most people believe there is negative and positive, you know, fallen angels and, and heavenly angels and, and so on. You can take it from a biblical standpoint all the way down to the new agers who take it from a, um, you know, uh, other entities out there in the universe standpoint. So then you'll have those two armies arguing with each other the 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 christians will be arguing with the new agers that no those angels you're talking to are actually demons and so you better watch out and so you better stop this astral traveling and i've never astral traveled i've never had an out of body experience so i wouldn't have any information to add to that as to whether or not it exists or not okay so that being said though I definitely have noticed over my lifetime the increase increase in uh, the production of negative energy, the the encouragement of negative energy. So why do I say that? Well, for example, um, let's take the TSA. Lately, people have been talking about the TSA because of the government shutdown and and blah blah, okay? And for years, people have been showing the statistics that the TSA um, has never um, caught a terrorist in, in the, since, it, since its beginning. Although many TSA agents have been arrested, I think 400 or more have been arrested for, um, for stealing and all kinds of stuff. So what's the upside to the TSA, all right? Is it really to stop terrorism? Because a lot of people would say, well, they've never caught a terrorist because all the things that they have in place have dissuaded terrorists from hijacking planes. Really? I mean, come on. Uh, uh, I've been traveling by airplane since I was a little kid. And... um, I personally, and many, many more people, do not believe any planes were hijacked on 9-11, actually hijacked, actually hit the towers, actually caused the towers to collapse. That's a whole nother subject. But that in and of itself created all the other anti-terrorism crap and the war on terror and uh, trillions of dollars have been spent and many lives have been lost and many countries have been bombed and so on. So all it took, now think about in, in relation to fear, how do you think 9-11 
one incident impacted the earth with negative energy? John. Uh, well, as someone who was there, um, yeah, quite an impact. I'm sure it like wore off for most of the uh, country or the world like uh, pretty quickly. You know, although, you know, there are people that still, you know, grieve and mourn, you know, even though it had nothing to do with it. They were not even there, you know, just like with Princess Diana or, or anything tragic, you know, that impacts people. Oh, but wait, John, yeah. every year we have a 9-11 anniversary to remind us. Um, yeah, but they're getting so much uh, uh, less and less publicized like even in our local paper this past year 17 years on and there was nothing in the paper about it not even a little clip on on the front page so um you know it, it's it's uh it, it's something that if you can well, imagine they would probably <clears throat> like everyone to like i understand it. that and wait, I, wait, they don't play wait, it anymore wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. There's, there, this is important. They, they want people to remember it as a historical tragedy and something that, you know, fuels that, you know, nationalist spirit. Right. But they also want people to fucking completely forget about it because everyone keeps asking more and more questions. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it's a catch-22. Yeah, they have they, created they, a catch-22, no they, doubt. They have to consider this because... How will they teach this in the schools? How will the books need to be written or and or rewritten and rewritten and rewritten? Because that's a problem. Oh, the, oh uh, problem solved. No books. Right. Okay. So on on a on a scale of one to ten on global events because that's how they always name everything right on worldwide events 9-11 goes down in history as one of the most impactful events everywhere okay they played the films over and over again for you know a, a good while um it was actually being broadcast live on BBC on the day that it happened on oops. Somebody said that the, the uh, building seven fell before it actually even did. It was falling in the background. So I, we all know it was scripted. We all know it was planned. Um, and so everybody remembers where they were on nine 11 it's that kind of an impactful thing. And the, the people in America were devastated just like they were when Pearl Harbor happened, which I think was another planned event and was allowed to happen. But that was for the same purpose. Now, if you're feeding off this negative energy and it's your louche, it's your food, it gives you power. Then wouldn't you create as many of these kinds of events as you possibly could? I mean, there for a while, it was like every week or so there was a school shooting. I haven't heard of a school shooting in a while now. So what changed? What happened all of a sudden? Somebody decided to plan something else or we don't want anything to interrupt the conversation about the building the wall or, or, or whatever else they dictate is the <clears throat> popular thing of the month or the week. So how, if this is the case, now let, now let, let me, I have to bring it into the supernatural construct concept. Okay. There is energy. 
We know that. We already feel it. We feel bad energy from some bad person that we don't want to be around. You get a psychopath in your life. You learn very quickly that you're constantly producing negative energy. <clears throat> um, you're at a party and your, your, little, your little energy finder in your core here connects to different energies in the room, especially if you walk into a party where you didn't know, you know, you don't know very many people. Uh, we'll call it a social event. And you can tell by the little invisible mm, ethernet cable between you and everybody else in the room, whether or not you're getting static back, which is no fun, or, or whether you're getting, you know, an interesting energy coming back and forth. So on the smallest scale, and this happens from little kids in a group to grown adults in a group to huge amounts of people in a stadium, the energy in a stadium is, think of, think of the collective energy in there. Maybe that's why they love having these giant stadiums and football games and stuff. OK, because you've got negative energy coming out of the pores of this place if your team's losing and you've got positive energy being produced if your team's winning. Right. And they do separate people on different sides of the stadium so they can maybe harvest this energy. I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of taking it back to the bread and circuses days of the, you know, Roman gladiator lions to the Christians, blah, blah. Okay. My point is how do we fight this? If it's true, because you know, if it's an, if then, well, if we recognize that this is a situation and let's put that into the sub matrix category, in other words, in the big picture matrix creation, um, that's one thing. I think positive energy way overrides negative energy in the or the big creation, the big earth. Why am I making a ball? Funny. It's a, Talk about programming. Every one of us is so programmed. We have to constantly deprogram. Okay. So in the, but in the sub matrix, which is, the controller's creation, right? Which is the system of things. The system of things is the banking, the legal, the corporations, the governments, the world religions, uh, the world politics. All of those are what I call the sub matrix because they, they aren't necessary for the big matrix to operate. As a matter of fact, it will be good with me if they all went away, right? And we start all over and do a reset. Um, it would be pretty trippy to see what would happen if all of a sudden you woke up tomorrow and rather than a toy government shutdown, there truly was a shutdown of all the governments everywhere. And you know, people have seen enough zombie apocalypse movies and post-apocalyptic movies by now that they automatically think, talk about programming, they automatically think that everybody's going to turn into a zombie and looting and killing and everything else, right? And it's every man for himself and so on. Uh, they might That might happen initially. I don't know. I, I have no idea what would happen, but but 
that is all part of the submatrix and everything in the submatrix, as far as I'm concerned, center is centered on negative energy. Lori, you mentioned something about uh, school shootings uh, for a while. There were a lot. <clears throat> it might have something to do with that. More people are getting aware about SSRIs and uh, the detrimental effects they have on people's, you know, fragile, uh, uh, you know, mental state, you know, anyway. Um but people should do more research into that. Uh, they never ask any questions why, like when something happens. They never delve into it. They just want to focus on on the, oh, let's watch the video. And wasn't it so horrible? Oh, and let's get all these people, talking heads, talking about this, you know. And let's not really ask questions, but let's just let's just keep reminding people how horrible it was and how it could happen again and again and again. But um, uh, you, you, you mentioned also about um, the connections with people. Um, uh, and, and I'm reminded of NLP, uh, Neuro Linguistic Programming, um, which is one of these sort of, um, um, you know, <clears throat> ways that people can, you know, produce a result, um, you know, not, not going corny about like saying hypnotizing somebody, because um, I don't know if I necessarily believe that, but like there's like these, th these invisible ways, this, this, this invisible energy, like if you've ever spoken to someone at a party, you know, who's really, really interesting, you know, is it, are they interesting because, you know, they're, uh, they have many stories to tell? Are they a tourist because they're like getting stories from you? Or, you know, are they, you know, are they just you know, they just watching you dance, you know, in effect and just going, ah, I got this person to react like this, whether it's a good way or a bad way. You know, we've been focusing on the negative aspect of it, but there's also the the positive aspect, which, uh, you know, I'm a contrarian. I can see it both ways. It can be a ne negative because you give someone a lot of positive energy. Um, you better look out because you can create a monster. It's, it's, I mean, have you ever like given attention to someone like a boyfriend or a girlfriend? I don't know, whoever you are. Um, and, and, you know, you're like, oh, wow, you know, like, hey, that looks really nice on you. Next thing you know, they're like, oh, I'm going to get this, I'm going to get this. And they're like, I'm going to go show myself off, you know, whether it's a guy or girl. And, <laughs> you and, created and, a monster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and then you go, oh, I can't, I can't do this anymore. You're out of my control. Not that it's about control, but it's just, it's uh, there. There are people out there that, um, let's say, are actively doing something. And then there are people that are uh, what's the other word where they're passive and they're just, you know, rolling like a cork on the on the on the water. So um, uh, I know that didn't mention any of the. Uh, well, it's OK. Um, it's OK. That's part of this whole concept. It's just free flow in the mind. You know that I don't have any problem whatsoever with um things I'm just coming just things notes. coming out okay so now i've got another thing to present and um i'm gonna make it full screen okay and then i'm gonna come here over here and read this is another interesting thing that i found and again anything that i show here um to people Go look at it yourself, either throw it out and ignore it or whatever. But what I'm looking for uh, in this line of thinking of the positive and negative energy is, is how much of that's true 
and how do we prove it? And I, I feel pretty confident that whether, whatever you want to call it, whether you call it loose or, or whatever, um, and there, I, I believe that something benefits from the negative energy uh, or they wouldn't be pushing it so much and creating so much of it because every night on the news, it's just one thing after another. And when they really find something negative, they, they stick on it for a whole, you know, three day news cycle until they've just completely worn it out 24 seven. So this uh, website that I found uh, is called Spencer's experience and it is on oberf, dot org. And um, the experience description, I think, is worth worth reading out loud for the purpose of the podcast listeners who won't be seeing the screen. And that is its experience description. At 19 years, I have had several profound meditative experiences. And almost immediately after having ex- exited my third trance, I experienced a strange feeling at the top front of my skull. It felt like the crown of my head was free falling, a sort of giddy, excited feeling. I felt my eyes roll back into my head and a profound and ecstatic feeling of clarity came over me as my vision faded into the background, like the option on your TV to watch a second channel in a smaller box in a corner of the screen so you can watch baseball and hockey at the same time. Always the sports analogies. I was still aware of the scene of my room in front of me, but it was a dim perception, like watching it on a tiny screen. Instead, I was cognizant of being in darkness. It was not a cold, empty and frightening darkness like everyone imagines, but instead was filled with the most loving and caring sensation that I have never felt on this earth. I wanted nothing more than to lie forever basking in the glorious darkness that was at the same time the most loving light that I have ever felt. Like closing your eyes in the sunshine and receiving a warm hug from a loved one, but multiplied by a million. Soon a sneaking suspicion that my vacation, it certainly had the air of vacation, was about to be cut short. It came upon me and I was aware that I had been coaxed from the abyss of two, by two beings who presented themselves to me as floating blue orbs. I was also represented as such. I irritatedly asked them why they were bothering me and they said that I was urgently needed for some kind of situation and that while I slept the other half of my soul the half that prefers doing overwatching, had decided that she would go to earth with or without me to resolve the situation and so slipped away. I knew that these beings were here to take me from my place of rest and put me into a human body so that I could resolve or help resolve the situation they needed me for. They got a long run on sentences. And also to reunite with my hasty soul counterpart. My begrudging sense of duty and my knowledge that my time of rest was up, I defied these two beings and told them to stuff it and that I was going back to sleep. They became slightly agitated and told me that they knew, I knew, that I had to comply. However, I was still hesitant, remembering past lives spent on earth, anguishing painful lives that I was still recovering from. They mentioned some kind of promise that I had made and that it was no use trying to back out now. It felt like I was only half awake, caught between two realities, one of wonderful rest and healing and the other, the possibility or perhaps certainty that I would have to return to earth. I was still not convinced that I was needed as badly as they said I was and began drifting back to sleep, half hoping that these beings would leave me alone. 
leave me be. What happened instead was the cosmic equivalent of a scuffle as I felt my essence seized by these beings and heaved into a gently rotating blue portal that had opened up near us. I had never been as offended as I was when this happened. I sensed that the two blue beings were my friends and that we had shared many adventures, but this awakening of my spirit felt like betrayal, like I had finally gotten out of the cage only to be forced back in. The vision continued and I was seemingly back in the dark, warm place of comfort I had just left. I remember thinking that coming back to earth was just a bad dream and that I was still safely snuggled up in the womb of God for lack of better terminology. My relief was short-lived, however, because actually I was dozing inside of my physical mother's womb, which is almost a replica experience of the darkness. And soon the sounds from outside and the atmosphere of excitement on the part of others, not me, confirmed my worst fears, that the dream of me being forced to come back to earth in this time of great strife was real and that I already had a body and would have to live through another physical life. Another wave of resentment came over me as a blast of unimaginable cold and harsh artificial light hit my face. At this point, the shock basically caught all thought and I became, for all intents and purposes, a human baby complete with memory wipe and material needs. My mother told me that in her womb, I had gotten myself into an unfortunate upright and cross-legged position that made it extremely difficult for doctors to deliver me in the normal manner or even by cesarean section. She told me that to deliver me, she had to undergo emergency surgery and as a result had a much bigger incision than most cesarean sections. She said the doctors told her that I was the most difficult to deliver baby they had ever come across and she told me that she felt me resist my birth. She also told me that for the first year or two of my life, I lived with woolen mittens on my hands because without them, I would gouge rather nasty scratches onto my face, something I have always considered to be an unconscious representation of my original displeasure of being once again incarnate. Anyways, that is my rendition of my pre-birth experience. So it goes into a bunch of questions and in answers by the interviewer and this person. And I won't get into reading that unless you want me to. But um, the point is, is that this person has had a pre-birth cognizance, a pre-birth consciousness because this person remembered it. Okay. Now, whether that was a dream whether that was um, a completely made up story, but the question and answers that follow pretty much answer that. Um, most people who are Christian believe the Bible says you only get one life and one death. So what is death? If Because that person wasn't dead. They were in a blue bubble somewhere in the gump, whatever you want to call it. And waiting for their incarnation. Now, there's other religions and cultural beliefs that incarnation is real and that people have remembered past lives and come back here and, and so on. So that added in or not to the equation of a supernatural construct um, in my in my research now, what I'm looking for, what I'm uh, trying to put together is how do you 
prove you live in a supernatural construct, not a simulation. They are not the same. But how would you prove it until you got outside of it to look down, look back at it, right? And um, this person pretty much described the, no, I don't want to go back there, all right? And I would think that, that anybody who was feeling what they said they were feeling, this warmth and this light and this love and you know, later on, it's described as I felt like I was in the palm of God. Um, if that's the case, then this place is set up to be pretty harsh and negative. If, if somebody doesn't want to come back, because face it, how many places? I might be buffering. How many places on earth have you visited of all the beautiful pictures and travel magazines and videos people have made and their vacation pictures, and all the places that are supposed to be so phenomenal to witness and see? How many of those have you been to, John? Uh, phenomenal places? Um, not places. Many. Um, I've been to Niagara Falls. Okay. Um, uh phenomenal places that's, that's well i mean let's yeah. just let's just call them no, i mean okay Green you know if you go if, okay you go to the midwest all right you go to the midwest you could be in illinois indiana ohio kentucky probably tennessee iowa and michigan and if somebody just plopped you there you would not be able to tell where you were because everything is very similar Okay. Well, I, well actually, I it's beautiful. Be, Don't get me wrong. I, not no, busting no, no. on anybody's town, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've I, been I, through I, all, all the, all through all there, and I, you know, so every one of them's got Hardee's, like, the Hardee's and McDonald's signs as you drive down the road. So, how would you know the difference? Well, I mean, there's like different types of names in like the different states, you know, or towns, you know, as you go over, you know, different famous people or people with money and power. that had. Well, I get that. Or, but I'm yeah. talking about something demonstrative. OK, you go to the Grand Canyon. Mm. That's a one of a kind place. Right. That's yeah. that's that's a phenomenal place to to see witness, whatever. Uh, Niagara Falls, um, you know. Maybe the heart of the Nile and the Congo. Uh, oh, the pyramids, sure, yeah. All right. Yeah, why not? So, so, um, so, so, so many of us don't get hooked up to all that kind of beautiful, natural, positive energy. And as a matter of fact, a lot of the positive energy that used to exist with regards to family gatherings, small town uh, festivals, uh, um, you know, celebrations of sorts, all of that. Those don't seem to happen quite as frequently. And we don't go to as many of those things because why? Uh, because, um, because that, because this son of a bitch right here, right? Okay. Also because because we're living the, our lives on that also, thing. Also, because all the older people that were organizing a lot of these things when we were younger, they're all dead or dying. 
So right. Okay. Goes, well, the organization structure. That right was there. a cultural thing of yeah. the time, and you know, you can pass down the concept of it, but that doesn't mean people are going to want to do it now. People want to stay away from large groups. They want to stay away. All of the fear and all of the negative has created sort of this, you know, this the traffic and the parking and the tickets and the gates and the lines. And I can go on and on and on. So however you look at that, I don't know very many people that are standing in a queue at Disney World, right, in the queue going, oh, this is awesome. I love being in this queue. This is great. <laughs> I've waited all year long to hang out in this queue with all these people going nowhere, moving moving inches at a time. So what we used to think of as positive um, no longer is, is quite as positive as it used to be. All right. So now we have to kind of dig for positive energy. We go online and we, you know, want to talk to our friends on Facebook and so on. And you're scrolling. Every third thing on my scroll is sponsored ads now. Okay. So I got to do a lot of freaking scrolling. And so, you know, here's somebody's food picture from last night. And and here's here's a, a funky meme. And here's a, a breaking, breaking. President Trump said something. And everybody lose your minds and and so on so there's not that much positive i mean i actually decide some days to go on there and go okay i'm only going to click on the positive things all right i'm going to look for the cute little kid in and i just posted this yesterday or this morning and it was an adorable little little bitty girl in a duck rain suit with little plastic yellow feet flapping in the water and she's just as happy and thrilled as she can possibly be. And you actually get a chuckle and positive energy from it. You actually get it. All right. So, all right. So I can make up my mind that I'm only going to look at that. I'm only going to let that come into my consciousness. Um, And that's fine uh, to do. But how is that solving any of the world's problems? It's not. It's just escapism of a sort, right? So now, all of this preamble has led me to this. What action can we take to raise the positive and lower the negative energy? You know, we got a little soundboard here, you know little levers and little dials and stuff. And we got, and we want to turn up the positive. We're going to raise that, turn down the negative. Now, how do we do that? And how do we stop them from feeding off the negative energy? That's one aspect of it. And second aspect is how do we get them to stop producing it? Because they're producing it nonstop, full scale, all day, every day. All right. All the time. And some people could argue, no, they're not really producing it. They're just reporting it. My answer to that, bullshit. Okay. You can't work this hard to find. I mean, I remember back in the Walter Cronkite days because I'm old. Of course, everybody gets all freaked out when I say I'm old because old is all relative, right? But 
I remember at the end of the broadcasts in the old days, they would end the news with a, on a positive story. They would have to go out and find something, some happy, some happy feet somewhere and, and end the news with that, right? And I always thought that was awesome because after having heard about the Vietnam War for two hours, you know, for an hour and the shitty weather coming and the whatever else they could come up with, I was up for a happy thought. Now, I'm going to ask you that question. What do you think about that? It, how can we act? What action can we take to make that happen? And then I'm going to tell you what I think the action is. If it's a question you want to answer. Wow. How? Well, yeah, I, I guess it just goes back to what I was saying before um, is, you know, being strong of heart and strong of mind um, and being um, <clears throat> aware enough. But like, um, you know, I've noticed that when you're open with the right people, you can actually spread this uh this positive energy uh back and forth it's sort of like um you know i want to say it's like playing ping pong or something but you know it, it's not that there's energy wasted on each side but uh and it's not that you know you're feeding off of each other as well but like i guess if you have the ability to notice who's positive and who's negative um, I guess don't invest any energy into the negative people. Avoid avoid their their intentions um, and avoid their attention, their their attention and their intentions. And and um, and you know uh, you know it's like cancer. You don't talk about cancer when you have it. You don't want to give it any energy. You know you just you just want to like go along with your with your program and, and do the do the um the checkups and everything but you don't ever talk to about it. you don't ever like wallow in self-misery about it or or woe is meism stuff you know and that does take a strong heart but then again there are those people that live in that regard because they're energy vampires in that regard because they want the attention they oh what was me sure. help me so they, I know they're, they're, it's, it's a multifaceted topic. Um, you know, I, I'm sorry, I'm not really getting into the supernatural right now. I'm avoiding all the astral stuff because personally, um, uh, I don't think um, I'm a fan of New Age anymore. Not for a while, New Age. Oh, don't get so, me wrong. Don't, yeah. don't get me wrong. So that's okay. why I'm, I'm, I'm trying to all... rethink a lot of things. Okay, yeah. well, yeah. the mark of a good mind of an open mind is to be able to entertain a thought without believing it, without, you know, taking it in and changing all the other thoughts that you've always had to, to, to now believe this thing because it sounds interesting. But what I think the answer is, and I've thought this for a long time. So it's like a broken record to me. All right. You do not engage. And what I mean by that is um, you do nothing, no thing. And that means non-participation, um, non-joining, um, and, and do the no thing. And what is a no thing? No thing. If you believe tax, if you believe uh, property taxes should be illegal and, and no one should have to pay them, 
then don't pay them. But you, if you don't pay them all by yourself, what will happen? They will come and foreclose on your property and sell it on the steps of the sheriff's <laughs> office or online or whatever. So you have to convince everyone else not to pay them. And you have to give them a reason why not paying them is benefiting everyone. All right. Now, there will be those who will say, what if you don't pay your taxes, then we can't have any roads. Really? Really? There weren't roads before there were before the IRS. Do you know when the IRS was created? You can go into a whole conversation about it. 1913, IRS was created as a result of past the passage of the Federal Reserve Act of 1913, which created the Federal Reserve, blah, blah. And the only way to pay the interest on the debt, because now they're loaning you fake money, is to, to collect taxes from people so that, that you got this money rolling through every year, because that's where your, your, your income taxes go to. Non-participation, voting. Everybody thinks that everybody that's elected into office is crooks going in or crooks coming out. Either way, okay. But they keep voting, and and, and nobody stops the 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 method of the voting. All they do is bitch and complain afterward, or they say stupid shit like, "Well, because you don't vote, look who we got." Wait. If there's a train, <laughs> if there's a train wreck and I'm not on the train, how is that my fault? Okay. What, what did George Carlin said? No, it's absolutely your fault. I trusted <laughs> you to do it, and you screwed it up. Of course, exactly. Different words. So, yeah. so there, you know, nobody stops to break it down. The whole representative system was designed way back when this country was created to where. People lived all over the freaking place and not everybody could, could vote for everything. So you elected a representative to go to the place and all sit together and hash it out and make laws and do stuff. Okay. They represented you. If you didn't like the way they represented you, the next time it was an opportunity to vote, you, you uh, tried some other idiot. Okay. Never thinking I can represent myself. Because I'm an intelligent person, and if you if you write a law that's too hard to understand, then I should just say no based on that. I should just not pass it if it's too hard to understand. But the but my point is non-participation, non-cooperation do do not feed the beast. The beast is the system of things, it is the submatrix. We're all feeding it, we're all buying licenses to drive our cars. Both to drive them and to own them and to and tags and excise taxes in some states. And in some states, you have to go and take it and have it inspected and get another sticker and on and on and on. OK. Um, do you know how many people are out there driving around without licenses? Do you know how many people are driving around without insurance? Well, they got a handle on how many were driving around without insurance. So what did they do? They changed the laws to make the people who have insurance pay more insurance to cover the people who don't have any. It's called uninsured motorist insurance. 
and it's mandatory. So this goes on and on and on. The built the system as long as you comply keeps building. I mean that's 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 how anything grows. The only way to stop something from growing, uh, a plant, an animal, or anything else, is you don't feed it. You don't feed it. It will it will either die or it just won't be healthy. It won't grow. It won't grow. So we're feeding not only the negative energy, but we're feeding the system that creates even more negative energy. You got a ticket. Now it's going to cost you $225 and you got to go to you know, court and that costs money. And then you got to take some driving course to get your license back. And it goes on and on and on. So if you, if everybody got a grip, really got a grip on this negative energy thing, and understood that you cannot just counter it with positive energy. And because the opposite of love is fear. The opposite it is not hate. It's fear. It's fear of not having love. I mean, that's truly what it is. So positive and neg negative, yin, yang, the whole thing just goes on and on and on, right? So whether or not you're on board of the supernatural construct thing, okay, or the simulation or whatever, we've already, I, I, and most of the people that continue to listen to this conversation on these podcasts and this channel already have gone past, it's this cute little flat earth at the dome and the circling suns and all that stuff, okay? But they still know that it's not a globe and it presents as flat. So they're coming to accumulate through all of this. If it's, if it's not this and not that and not that, then, then it must be this or it might be this. At least it's a different way to go into the investigation. I came at it from a supernatural construct aspect because... Um, I do not believe that it is simply a simulation because it's, if it is a simulation, man, this, this is like one hell of a simulation, all this stuff going on and all these people and all these events and all this organization and all of these atoms and ones and zeros, protons, amoebas, I mean, come on. So, so I use the term supernatural in that only because it has not been defined by man's natural laws. Man cannot describe, uh, define, test a lot of these things that go on in this realm, in this construct. And so it's above our heads. We don't have enough information. We don't have enough intelligence. So we have to do the best we can with what we have to work with, right? We have to try to MacGyver it. For those of you who aren't old enough to know who MacGyver was, he was a guy who could literally make a bomb out of anything. 
anything at hand, anywhere, anytime, under any situation. Not just a bomb, but a, an escape method or a weapon of some kind or whatever. I mean, he was like intelligent plus, but it was all in the writing, obviously. Um, so that's why, you know, I'm not into the new age because new age incorporates out there, right? I mean, Pleiadians and universes and other universes and so on. Okay. In my opinion, and that there's some kind of, you know, supernatural beings coming in and out of here that, that they think are benevolent or whatever. Well, you know, or you can come at it from the biblical standpoint. There's demons and angels and they're negative or benevolent. And so it's the same thinking, only we're calling them different names and we're giving them different costumes. Okay. So I'm not trying to sell the idea on anyone. I'm trying to exercise through it. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to negate it by, uh, by, def by defining it and by, you know, because if it is this fantabulous, well, we don't have the capacity to figure it out. Even if we got all of the collective knowledge being withheld. Now there's something that if you want to get pissed off about something, I've been pissed off all my life about you can't, we can't give you that truth because you can't handle it. We have to sequester this information away because humans would lose their minds if we told them, right? Every uh, horrific event movie ever made, what, what, what do the governmental, you know, punks at the top always say when the, asteroid is coming to earth and it's going to be here in four days do we tell them or do we not we don't what well, i mean it's like the quote of the movie we don't want to create panic right okay so do they really think that they have the the highest and best minds in on their on their side keeping the secrets and that some things couldn't could be figured out faster if they used the collective minds of all of humanity. Answer me that. Well, I mean, if uh, if you think that, like, you know, one person can't come up with something, you know, that's I mean, you know, versus the entire uh, sub matrix, I think um, I was I was listening to you talk and I'm I'm I'm. I was reminded of Lawrence's uh, story about the mold. Um, did, did was the mold there, or did you know the human put it there? You know, without knowing in some fashion. And you know, I'm I'm thinking, you know, uh, it, it, it is all this stuff really out there, uh, or you know, because we see it. Or, you know, are we looking and then we find something and then we go... Or because oh, we manifest it. Yeah, did, did we manifest it or did we just become aware of it? 
you know, or is it both? Maybe, uh, you, you know, there are a lot of stories out there. You know, you highlight um, a few stories, but, you know, just like, you know, with even all the ancient stories, they're still just stories. And uh, boy, humans are really creative, whether it's whether it's, you know, um, divine intervention. It just I just found it on my, uh, you know, came in on my desk today. But, uh, or, or is it, you know, is it delivered, you know, from a, a, a higher knowledge or is it just something that, you know, given some thought a human could think of? And like I said, we can come up with a lot of different types of stories. Look at all the movies out there. So, um, yeah, yeah. Do we make our world or was our world made for us? Or... Well, what if our, what if our world is remade every time we wake up? What if our that. world is remade every every day, every moment, every moment, sleeping or not sleeping? I mean, now think that's about a scary it. Thought. Well, time. Okay, I, I people always and, get caught up in the time thing. There's no time. There's only now. There's only now and now and now and a collection of nows. That's all there really is. There's no linear timeline that anybody could just put everything that's ever happened to everyone everywhere on a timeline, right? Think about that. You know, talk about abstract, everything that's ever happened to everyone everywhere in every life is on a timeline. Um, imagine the magnitude of information. Okay. And does it matter when it happened? Does it matter who it was? Humans have this need to leave some kind of a track, a trail, a piece of DNA of themselves when they're gone. Doesn't matter, right? All the changes that were going to happen while you were alive already happened. Anything you were going to affect, it's already been, it's already done when you're dead. Done, right? Okay, so. If all is now, all time is now, 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 a bunch of dots in a big box, okay, floating around, pick one out. That's a now from that, from then, <laughs> okay. So, so, okay. So with this matrix, submatrix, matrix aspect, okay, um, can mankind actually alter the matrix, the building, the construct? Can, can we alter it? If we do, yeah, we can cut down a tree and we can dig a hole and we can flood some, you know, river, dam some river and flood someplace. Those are minute changes, <laughs> big picture, right? Can we alter the construct? No. They've how many nuclear bombs or whatever have they set off? How many um project paper clips and dome project whatever all their projects is still it's still all the same, right? They talk about global warming, and they talk about global cooling, and they talk about dimming the sun. Yeah, you can do all those things. You, you can. Does that alter the construct? No. No. All right. Did we make the construct? It's not like building a house here. 
right? It's not like building a town. It's not like building a city. Did you build the air? Did you build the water? Did you build the land? Did you build the 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 elements that make up all of this? No. So how in the hell do we actually think we can alter the construct? Now, the submatrix is a different story because you know where it is? It's in our minds. It doesn't really exist. Think about it. Does a license really exist? Does a, does a law really exist? Someone has to implement those things for them to have any power, right? Does a border really exist? It's just no. an imaginary line. Yes, absolutely, right? Does a culture actually exist? Could uh-huh. you, in one generation, alter a culture? Yes, think about it. You go into um, India and you grab uh, a dozen children, very young children, pre-memory children, which is two or younger, okay, on the average. You go into India and you grab a bunch of children. You go into uh, Ghana and and you grab a bunch of children. You go to Spain. You go to Mexico, keep going, grab a bunch of children, take them away from their culture, collectively teach them a new culture, one without a culture. Let's just try to make it as cultureless as possible, as homogenous as possible. And what do you end up with in one generation? That culture's gone. With for them, right? So, what is all this multicultural stuff we keep hearing about? What is all of this? Um, um, America is a big, uh, what do they call it? Soup pot, melting pot, <clears throat> melting pot. No, it isn't. Every city you go in, all the Chinese get to be people get together, and what do they do? They make a little Chinatown, right? And and in every city you go to, if you have a bunch of Sikhs there, they all hang together. And more, when they come to the country, oh, that's the place to go because that's the Sikh culture area. They keep trying to Jewish, Mormons, keep going, okay? They keep trying to hold on to their cultures. Why? Do we really understand why? Is your culture better than the Swiss culture or the the Ubuntu culture? Or you know what I'm saying? So it's almost like with the New World Order idea, it's like they're trying to divide by with culture but at the same time they're trying to homogenize the cultures so that at some point when the new world order takes over okay i always see these old um you know again futuristic movies where these uh you know you got the big building and you have the big futuristic congress 
with all the different aliens from all over the place, like the bar scene in Star Wars. And everybody's um, everybody's trying to do the, you know, the republic idea. We're going to do what's best for everybody, not the democracy idea. But my but, you know, when trying to figure out who's driving the sub matrix culture, because it is it is a culture. It's a subculture of of uh, their agenda. And the agenda is always about control. And and in one way you can always control people is with fear. Always. It's always worked. So this is one of those topics that I would like to continue to investigate myself and just wanted to open up the thought to other people because it kind of it is a next evolutionary step because a lot of people, when they came into flat earth, one of the things that I heard about over, heard from people over and over is this changes everything. And those who didn't get that were like, what difference does it make what the shape of the earth is? Because I still got to pay my bills and I still got to take my kids to school in the morning and I got to go bowling tonight and I got to shop. So it doesn't really change anything. Oh, yes, it does. It shows a creator. Well, okay. Um, some don't even agree with that. But it, it if you do, it's an intelligent design. Let's go with that. And something you can't make or I can't make or none of us all standing on each other's shoulders could make. And so, but. They said, this changes everything. And then it didn't. <laughs> it didn't change diddly. <laughs> it only made those who think that it's a flat thing and those who think it's a round thing are now battling one another, okay? And trying to win, playing, playing, you know, Stratego or whatever. You got to stop that. You really got to stop that. All of, everybody's got to stop that. Because the only way that, I mean, this is one of the reasons why I said it was introduced as a PSYOP. Because if you believed it or you got involved in it and you just went in and go, wow, this is cool. You know, I've been a glober all my life. Now it's time to be a flat earther. <laughs> why? Well, because it's cool. No, it isn't. It's wrong. It's, it's not that. That's not, what it, that's not where we live either. That doesn't change anything. So how do we change the positive, the negative into positive? How do we stop feeding those who are creating and feeding the submatrix and growing it? They're growing it every day. Go watch Hunger Games and see where we're headed. That's not fiction. <laughs> That's a prophecy if we keep going down the same path so i you know i have to ask you john it you know are you coming any closer to a definition a definition of of, of what what this is where we are 
No. As a thinker, <laughs> as a thinker, you have to question, right? Isn't that part of the question everything? Yeah, question question everything you you uh, you are aware of. Um, you know, there's some things like you know Rumsfeld said, we don't know the things we don't know until we know them, and uh, yeah, um, it's only until you start seeing something that like maybe doesn't make sense maybe you see something uh, in the sky maybe you see something on the ground who knows you see something a little off kilter like you said uh the uh the glitches in the matrix uh maybe maybe even better hopefully maybe you might become aware of glitches in the sub matrix which is really important because if you can Way find important. if you can find glitches in the sub matrix and and exploit them and and let everyone else know about them that's one way to uh to you know kill the beast with like a thousand toothpicks million toothpicks whatever billion yeah yeah i'm 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 totally down with that you know um because we don't we don't ever talk about yeah we don't ever talk about where where the sub matrix falls apart you know, we, we, we just talk about, oh, it's got us. But, oh, but, no, I have. Yeah. Trust me, no, I, I have. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, All right. I'm, I told you the story about the IRS office. This yeah. comes apart yeah. the minute I stand in front of the door and go, I, nobody leaves here until somebody takes my money and stamps my piece of paper. That's all. Okay. Whether I'm going to jail over this or not, I'm, I have to I have to dig my my heels in right here. All right. And it worked. And and that was that. And off I went. And I'm sure that I gave a little mini lesson to the other people in the room, whether they had the, you know, the guts to do it themselves or not. I showed them the glitch in the matrix right there. Boom. All right. Now, same thing goes with. Uh, people have been look how long people have work, been working on the difference between the common law and the, you know, um, admiralty law and which court are we in and, and the straw man and the sovereign man and all of this stuff. And they keep trying all these little tricks and all these little methods. And one guy gets a judge frustrated enough that she or he walks off the bench and they take it as a win and out the door they go. And then that goes viral and everybody hears about it. But then nobody else does that same thing. Nobody uses that same template to see if that was a one-off or if that, that thing actually worked. Okay. And, but how would you know? I just imagine a day when, you know, April 15th, if all the Americans all swore a vow that they weren't going to file their income taxes and send any payments in. Not, not that day and send a mandate to the government that this is a, uh, you know, this is a yellow vest thing or whatever. This is a, you know, a rebellion and what they can't arrest everybody. So they'd have to react they would have to do something, offer something in exchange. Um, and and it's the same thing with voting. If, you know, 2019 happens to not be a federal election year, um, but let's say 2020, everybody finally agreed, all right, it's enough of this shit. Nobody's voting. Nobody's going to the polls this day. Nobody shows up. 
what do they do? What are they going to do? Keep the same people that were in there until the people decide to elect somebody else? Or do they earn to go out and vote? Or do they say, um, I mean, what do they do? There's one thing you can do. Um, It's not, you go out to vote, but what you do is you just turn in a ballot that's not filled in. You just don't fill in anything. You fill in a ballot of no confidence of the system. Well, or write your very own name on it. Everybody writes in their very own name. You have 30 million or however many people vote. Um, Add a box. Different (laughs) different names on every ballot. Okay. Um, In that case, two people voting for the same person, like a wife votes for her husband and the husband votes for the husband. And, you know, hey, this guy's got two votes. Wow, he wins. (laughs) But the no confidence... People don't try that. They don't go to their city council or their county council meetings. I mean, listen, it's hard work to be free. It's hard work to stay free. And you can't pay other people for your freedom. You can't pay soldiers for your freedom. You can't. You, it, doesn't, it, it wouldn't work perpetually. You can't pay representatives for your freedom. And every time you lose one, you'll never get it back. And every time they add another domino to the the bunch of dominoes that they fall, click over, every time they add another domino, you get a whole new Rube Goldberg experiment (laughs) or whatever. And so the, the positive energy part, lots of people have turned off the news. They don't watch the news anymore. Okay, and they think that's huge. All this arrogance comes out. Oh, I don't have a TV. I don't watch the TV news. I don't even have cable. Okay, that's only half the story. The other part of the story is, but you got Netflix and you got a smart TV and you got a Roku and you got a Fire Stick and you got all that other stuff. So you're not disconnected. Don't even tell me, right? And you got CNN automatically updating on your stupid phone because they've got a contract with the phone people that it's automatically an app on you can't even take it out right and i mean i can't even tell you how fit to be tied i was when i saw cnn breaking breaking on come up on my little pad that that is not you know used for any of this stuff and like who puts cnn updates on my and I went there to the apps. I'm taking that out. Well, you can't. There's no place to take it out. It's too bad. We bought space in your thing and we're shoving it in your face. So, of course, I can swipe it off the side and no thank you. But so they think if they don't watch the news, but then what do they do? I'm going to the alternative news. I'm going to go on YouTube. And watch what they say is happening and, you know, their vetting of what the news is and so on. And how many of those, the biggest channels with the most subs on YouTube that do newsy stuff? Always negative. Every bit of it. It's just more negative because they're reporting just a different angle of it is all. But they're reporting it. 
And how many of them say, you know, um, in today's positive news, (laughs) nobody. So the only way that you can lift the lever of the positive up and lower the lever of the negative down is realize the difference between fear and danger. Fear is in your mind. Danger is imminent. Okay. It's not like look both ways before you cross the street. That is being, you know, like intelligent. (laughs) Okay. But then you have to, as a little kid, look both ways before you cross the street. Why, mommy? Because you could get run over by a car. Oh, okay. Good reason. Don't stick your finger in the light socket. Why, mommy? Because you could get electrocuted. Oh, good idea. All right. But some of those kids just had to test the theory. Just had to go and stick the finger in the outlet or a fork or whatever, and see if mommy's telling the truth. Now, that's a critical thinker coming up the path, if you could live through it. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So, how do, you, how, how do we manifest more positive? Well, you do everything opposite of the programming. That's how you do it. Put your phone down at the restaurant and talk to the people at the table. When you're in the queue, talk to some people, show some kindness, maybe smile, something, okay? Um, The people who got the shitty jobs, like the TSA people or whatever, instead of smile and say, how's your day today? I guarantee you, you probably won't get a pat down. And the, 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 the end of the day, if you work, because freedom ain't free and positive ain't free either. If you work at being positive and you work at bringing up that level, I believe that you can attack, you can hurt the submatrix. I really do. It, it, it will take, it will take time. But if we don't start, it's not going to it's not going to manifest if we don't uh, whichever method you use, whether it's prayer or uh, what do you call it when you do the own thing, the meditation, Meditation. whatever, uh, whatever your method is of manifesting more positive. I mean, even on Facebook. Scrolling through Facebook, it's pretty boring now. Okay. Most people belong to a group or, 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 you know, something like that or a page, and they go there for the most part to either learn something or to argue. I mean, that's usually it's one of two learn something or argue. Um, but what happens most of the time, people are scrolling through their newsfeed. And they see some, they're a righty and they see some lefty thing and they go, oh, a pox on your children. <laughs> you know, they, they go crazy. This is wrong or you're an idiot, whatever. And just keep scrolling. 
see if you can. Just see if you can. Just keep scrolling. Ignore what makes negative energy in you. And I swear it works because I made that sort of, you know, promise to myself at the beginning of, of 2019. What, you know, I don't believe in the whole resolution thing, but what can I do, you know, to alter something that not my, that, that I could make it better, right? And and that was my thing because I, I don't spend an immense amount of time on, on Facebook, but I manage some groups and, you know, have a lot of friends and followers and I'm posting stuff now and then. And, um, and so I made that deal to myself, keep scrolling. And I mean, it's hard <laughs> initially. It's really hard. You see somebody write some completely wrong thing. For example, um, today people were posting all that stuff about the the kids in in Washington or whatever at the rally with the Indian Indian veteran man and the kids from the Catholic school and all that stuff, <clears throat> and they take one little soundbite quip out of it and go, "Look, this fits my narrative." This is my spin. <laughs> Here's what happened. And then you go, and I'm mad. Okay. I'm enraged. And then you go, hmm. Well, I bet there's something tells me there's more to this story. Oh, look, instead of a 30 second video, there's a nine minute one. Well, let's go watch that one and see what happened before and after this event that everybody's losing their minds over. And so, and so I saw that and I, and, I, and I thought, well, this is curious. I'll look into this. I'm not going to make any comments on here until I find out the whole story, the rest of the story. And, of course, that's what I found out. There was more to the story. There was a whole preamble to what happened. And then, you know, but, boy, if you can squeeze a clip out of it that supports your narrative, gets you enraged, makes it go viral then that's where we're going. So Triggers. I know I've I know I've done I know I've done all the talking here and I apologize to you uh for doing that. You are an awesome sounding board if nothing else and you do throw in very good comments. For some reason I'm very passionate about this one today and so again I apologize for eating up eating up too much screen. But I want what? you, I want you before, before we turn off into something else, I want you to tell me um, without all this, without all this new agey stuff, do you, does this fit into what you also think about the negative and positive energy. And do you think that it's possible or probable that there's some entities eating up the, the all the negative energy and that's why it's increasing? Oh, wow. Well, I mean, we do go through these, um, these times in history where we have a buildup of uh, really terrible stuff like, uh, you know, the past century, you know, World War II, and the Holocaust, um, and, and just, you know, just, you know, uh, locally in time, um, and, and they never last, 
they never they never last forever um like you know the dark ages never lasted forever i mean it was a probably a more prolonged period you know under harsher conditions obviously but that was that's that's what the times were you know so we have because generally um we just have punctuations of like horrible uh you know tragic events uh or you know whether they're man-made or you know if you want to say part of the matrix you know where it's uh impositioned uh, on us by god or the creator um but you know you were talking about these things that just get to people um they get triggered negatively and i think um going along with your your question from before i would be really curious you know to hear what people have to say about you know a positive trigger you know how do you uh trigger someone positively how do you how do you get that positive response you know um from someone you know that's what most people perhaps should be uh investigating if you want to like have like a more you know good effect on on at least the people around you or you know your local world yeah well you know i lost my hangout screen okay um i was trying to keep from buffering there i'm having a lot of problems with that um i'm a i'm a doer you know i'm an activist all the way back in high school, I was out there protesting the Vietnam War. Not because it was the Vietnam War, but because it was a war and I was alive. <laughs> so, hence the reason. And it had gone on long enough. Enough people had died. There was no resolution. Nothing was coming of it. And nobody was going to be saved. You know, it's not like a war where somebody's attacking someone and you go help them and, and finish it. Okay. That's something people can emotionally and even patriotically get behind. But yeah, I was out, I was out with Occupy Wall Street. I thought that was a good idea. You guys are going after the Wall Street banksters. Gr great idea. Drawing some attention to it. Of course, it's hijacked, and that was the end of that. And so my protest on the street days are over, which is how I finally wrapped my mind around non-participation, non-compliance, um, the non-violent method of, of protest. Don't buy stuff you don't believe in. Don't spend your money in places that, you know, hurt people. Don't buy diamonds. Don't buy, you know, you could go on and on and on. And so that's one thing. Don't buy GMOs. Don't buy, get vaccines. Don't, don't do all this stuff. That's, that's the don't. That's the no thing. Don't do nothing. And try to learn to be self-sufficient and take care of yourself so that you're not at the mercy of the, of the sub matrix system. I'm sorry that there's people out there that have to take food stamps or whatever they call it. CBT, BT something card um, or, or um, disability checks or whatever, because that's the way the system is set up 
to to help those people, but also to create that feedback loop of stuck in the system. Back in the day, before all of those agencies were around, where did the help come from? I mean, what was the biggest thing you ever remember hearing about coming out of the the Great Depression? The number one icon in your head, soup kitchens. Soup kitchens. People were in line to get food. Where did it come from? Where, who was providing it? How, how, how did it get designed and set up as a system? People did that. So if you pull yourself out of the system, that's why I had Jack McCaig on. He had a method. Try it. Don't try it. I don't know. But investigate the loopholes, as John talked about earlier. And, you know, I'm getting ready to interview another guy who's come up with a system to for people who are in foreclosure or about to be to look at their records to see uh, if there's fraud, uh, problems, um, some kind of way in the records that 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 the banks did wrong. Because they're automatically saying, well, if you're in the one in default, you're the one that stopped paying. Uh, so that automatically means we win, we have, we do a foreclosure, and however long it's going to take, we're going to get your house. Well, that's a system. They must want everybody's house. Well, what happens when everybody doesn't own their private property anymore? You... No home ownership, no private home on- land ownership. What do you think is going to happen then? Hunger games. <laughs> so, you know, you got to not participate in what you don't appreciate, what you don't like, what doesn't benefit you and everybody else and stop being every man for himself. And if you see somebody who's down, give them a hand. If you see somebody that's hurting, give them a smile create the positive positive energy yourself you'll you you'll be shocked actually i've had i've had instances where i've looked at somebody and it could go either way it could go bad or it could go good because like we're maybe at a standoff at a traffic light or whatever our carts are bumping into each other at the grocery store i'm the one that smiles and i'm the one that says go ahead Always, because I want that to be a natural thing other people do to me. Maybe they never will. But when they do, it's like awesome. Awesome. Open Somebody opens my door. I don't go all apeshit feminazi on him and go, I can open my own door. I don't need your masculine toxicity to open my door. It's like, relax. I was just being nice. So this is what's going on and it's becoming, uh, what do you call it? Pandemic. It's a pandemic of negative. So, okay. I think that's enough of this beating this horse. Do you have something else you would like to talk about, John? Uh, no, no. I'm, I'm just like trying to keep up with my notes from everything that you're, you're talking about. <laughs> you mentioned, you mentioned, you mentioned, uh, Admiralty laws, you know, and, um, you know, this country is a business, you know, it's just a human farm. Um, 
what else? Uh, oh, um, you were ta- um, made me think of uh, Blade Runner. Um, how in uh, in that dystopian future, there uh, the the people are less emotion the people have no emotions but it's the it's the replicants you know that you know get all crazy uh, right. which is kind of you know it's like what would you have you ask, you asked the question of you know what you could do and boy yeah you did you did briefly touch on it that you could like you know dull yourself you can dull yourself uh you know emotionally but that really only hurts you in the long run because you know you're losing out on the natural physiochemical workings of your body you know it's normal to have emotions of all different sorts um but yeah, sure that's just yeah. surviving that's not thriving yeah right exactly and you know you were talking about you know you keep the vo- you know and then you and and it kind of made me think of the uh, the old CBs um, because on the old CBs they had a, a channel knob, they had a volume knob, but they had another knob. They had the squelch knob, and that allowed you to fine tune. Right, squelch. You could like, yeah, you could. No, no, it wasn't a fine. That was what was that like a was that a ping? What was that? It was it a ping or was it a fine tune? I, I don't remember. I was young, so. I know there was a button that you hit on it that it would uh, give a beep to anyone on that channel to wake them up. So yeah, that might have been it. No, I door. no, I hear you. Yeah. just like the mute button. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, that that's pretty much it. You know, um, boy. Uh, well, the, and that's about the see, that's sub-tenders. good. That's good. If I go ahead. Oh no, you're buffering I'm... a little, so I'm losing track of of where where you are but i'm 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 just gonna shut up now go ahead no you you know you um the the sub matrix is is so important for people to explore because everyone's like all busy like going around oh well you know the earth and you know oh we we can see this and we do this yeah you're not going to change it you're not going to change your we've tried so many things dams fall apart man cannot control the earth that's like that supernatural uh portion of our realm you know but what we can get a grip on get a hold on is that you know sub matrix whether to 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 destroy it to turn it around to change it to evolve it um really anything's up to up to us but it's uh it's the more people that let's say share the same vision you know can you know and work work towards it you know, can accomplish it. But then again, you know, there was Nazi Germany. So, I mean, well, there's, yeah. there's the work well, okay. for a positive, even though it's, you know, it's it's a veiled negative. Well, so, think, think yeah. of this one, you know, they talk about... You gotta be careful. Okay, so here's, so here's the submatrix, which is a system. And it's layers and levels of systems that are all in, interconnected like the gears and on a machine. Okay. And this one needs belts and this one has cogs and, and, and they're, and they're all connected to one another for the purpose of control because their philosophy is that without control, humans are uncontrollable and they will just fall into chaos and anarchy, okay? Humans are sheep. They call, even in the Bible, it, humans are called the sheep, the flock. Now, if you think about a herd of sheep, wherever the fences are, 
That's where they stay. They can open one fence here. Okay, let's go. We got them in a corral. They can open one fence here, and they will all pour out of that one fence. If they open another fence while they're all pouring out of that fence, they literally need the dog to go, okay, now you guys go over here. Because everybody's following where the guy before them just went. You have to watch sheep to actually understand what I'm talking about. And, but, but here's the thing. It has a food chain, just like the real food chain. And everything in their system is modeled after the, the, the way that matrix operates. So let's say, for example, you've got this food chain in, uh, let's just pick one place like the Sonoran Desert, okay? Because that's a pretty simple food chain there because there's not a lot of creatures. And if you take one element out of the food chain, the, the, pretty much the whole thing will crumble. It, everything gets wiped out. They found that out by taking the wolves out of the, you know, whole northern tundra area and the forests because they found out the food, the wolf was at the top of the food chain and they took the top predator out. And when they did that, what happened? Explosions of deer and buffaloes and whatever else, right? How did they wipe out the American Indians? Killed all the buffalo. Food chain. So... The system of the submatrix works the same, much the same way. There is a food chain. And if you take one of those elements out of there or really bust on it, you think the Federal Reserve System is going to manage without the IRS? Do you think the IRS would manage without the people paying the taxes? Do you think that the people would pay the taxes if they weren't automatically taken out of their checks because that's the law? And that's the system. And unless you're self-employed and working completely under the radar in the black market for cash, you're going to pay these taxes, especially if you work for any company or corporation or anything, because they're required by law, they're required by law to, to take these taxes out. So, so this, the system, it, you know, comes all the way down to who the sheep. Without the sheep, the system can't, system can't, can't, we're like the, the plankton. We're, you know, we're like the, the plankton in the ocean. The whole food chain relies on them, doesn't it? If, if you, if you, if you poisoned all the plankton, what happens to the entire food chain of the ocean? There's more planktons than there's humans and animals. It's the, like, the biggest creature on earth number wise so you're muted oh and it's the small it's the biggest uh but smallest and it's eaten by the biggest the whale right. so there you go ironic yeah so without the without the stupid sheeple humans uh feeding the system the system wouldn't survive now People say, oh, my God, you know, I don't want to live in a post-apocalyptic world like I see in all the movies and the grid crashes and the system goes down. And, you know, the only option you have. Oh, my God. I just watched one movie the other night. I wish I would have never watched it. Um, 
that was like a prison. I don't remember the name of it, but it was like a prison area, but it had no, it just was a giant fence. And if you committed X amount of crimes, like you were a repeat offender, whatever, you were thrown in there and it's every man for himself. They had their whole, their own system inside there. Okay. And you could either wander around in the desert all by yourself and try to survive, or you could become part of some, one of these enclaves where people got together and, and were managing and creating their own system. But there was like corruption in this one and this one, they were going out and finding the stupid humans that were living out in the desert by themselves and killing them and eating them, eating them. Right. And that, you know, it, it went, and I thought, Oh man, uh, Jason Momoa was in it. And he, he there he is eating this big leg. <laughs> you're thinking it's like a big turkey leg, but it's a big human leg. And you're thinking, this is the crap they put out there to scare everybody into don't break the system because this is what you'll end up with. This is, this is, it's this or this. And, and it, you're not smart enough to come up with any other third alternative or 27 of them. Okay. And so, and so that's how the negative energy perpetuates itself. Fear, danger. It's no danger. There's no danger of the system that we have now. We were all born into it. We didn't have any vote in it. We, we didn't have any design in the system. And, you know, you'll have people argue, well, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, the United States of America and the founding fathers, and it's brilliant and it's worked. Really? You think we still live under that? There's little inklings of that still trickling out now and then. But that ain't that ain't what's running things, folks. Get get over it. It's not that's that's not the that's not the game anymore. So anyway, um I I I think if if enough people who gave a shit got together um and and came up with a system and came up with a day to not revolt, just do nothing. Do the no thing. Um, I remember years ago when the the uh, Mexican workers got together and, and had a sit out. They didn't go to work. They didn't go to work in the restaurants. They didn't go to work in the fields. They didn't go to work um, laying paper bricks or putting roofs on or, or whatever to show the cleaners, house cleaner keepers. They didn't go to work to prove their worth, their value, their, their place in the system. And it showed it, it, you know, people got it. Hey, these guys provide valuable service that nobody else seems to want to do and they do it well and they, and they show up. So, and they do it for cheap. So what, what is everybody bitching about? Um, now, you know, Somebody right then would hear me say that with their MAGA hat on and, and, and lose their mind because then I'm, they think I'm saying no wall because that's how we're programmed to react to, to alternate ideas. And I don't think any of that, but I think there are solutions and I, and I think that there are, are alternatives to the beast system that we have. Because you know what? Here's what's funny. 
if people had any idea how many people were driving around the roads right now, if you're if you're if you're listening to this on a podcast and you've got your little things in your ears and you've got this playing on your iPad, iPod or something and you're in traffic. OK, look around. Try to guess how many of those people out there, which ones of them don't have a driver's license currently, which ones of them don't have uh, car insurance. Which of which ones of them um, maybe don't have their tags up to date, but the the driver's license and the insurance will just will just stop with those. Does that make you more scared driving in traffic, knowing knowing that, or or change the way you look at your traffic driving experience, because <laughs> because they're out there. And you don't, they don't have like little, you know, little, a bean, they don't have a little beanie cap on the top of their car that says, I'm out, I'm out of the system, right? Um, it, it doesn't change anything because you are, all of the reasons why you're following the plan is based on fear. What if no, I mean, what if nobody had insurance? Do you know there was a time in life? When nobody had car insurance? It wasn't that long ago. Only the rich people got car insurance. Did you know that, John? Did you know that as long as there have been cars, there haven't always been car insurance? Oh, I had no idea. All I know is when I was a kid, it was horrible to get car insurance. Um, it was so expensive. Because why? Yeah. Because it was expensive. Yeah. Yeah. You're buffering. Because you know what? It started out as an elitist thing. And the elitists got tired of paying for their people wrecking into them. So they figured, well, you know what? It's only fair if everybody has to get car insurance. And you know where the money came from to start the car insurance companies? Those guys. Oh. Those rich people that had the money. <laughs> because before that, you figured out, you figured it out. If you, of course, you know, we all drove around in great big tank cars back then to where like you really could crash into each other and nobody got hurt. <laughs> because the cars were like tanks and you probably, they didn't even have seatbelts in cars back then. They certainly had no airbags. I mean, yeah, I'm standing behind my mom's shoulder. She's driving the car and I'm standing in the little pull down seat thing. I'm sitting on that behind her shoulder. And if she had to slap on the brakes, it was automatic. Her arm flew out to hold to hold me back. Right. I never flew through the windshield. Now, I'm sure some people did, but <laughs> but but nobody had car insurance. So. What I'm saying is they've taken this thing to the nth degree and and that's what happens when you lose one little, you lose, you know, like you're playing tug of war, right? And there's the line in the sand and whoever pulls the other team over the line wins. And every time you lose an inch, it's like, come on guys, pull harder. We're losing ground here because once they get the momentum, of bullet, you're done. You're over. You're over the line. Well, that's where we are. We're over the line. So, you know, is this all negative? 
No, this is truth. Is truth negative? No, it's just truth. Truth is neither positive or negative. It just is. And when people say, what are you going to do about it? Well, that's my answer. Stop. Do nothing. No thing. Be done. Start talking to your friends, your families, your, your, you know, your cohorts on Facebook. Somebody, somebody's come up with a brilliant idea for a no thing. No, today we're not going to no, We're not all not going to do this. I mean, those yellow vest people didn't come. They don't go out there in the cold on weekends to get tear gassed and shit thrown at them and batons over their heads because it's fun. They're not doing it for that. It is not entertainment. Okay. They're doing it because they really feel like they have nothing left to do. Right now. Could I get them to understand the no thing? I bet I could. But this is the sheeple way of doing it. This yellow vest thing and this getting mad. Okay. And, and, and protesting and being on the street. Do I love that they're doing it? Yes. Any action shows that people are coming to the end of their rope and it makes the other sheeple look around and go, Hmm, you know, the stuff that they're, protesting for over there that shit's happening here and here the australians see it the belgians see it the swiss see it everybody sees it now instead of doing that do the no thing just stop everybody put on a yellow vest and sit home (laughs) just put on a yellow vest and do nothing it works the same or better Nobody gets hurt. I mean, think about, okay, here's one more. Here's one more. If, when's your electric bill due at your house, John? Oh, God, don't ask me that. I uh, I mean, let's just say 15th of the month, okay? Okay, sure. All right, so your bill's on the 15th, mine's on the 30th. Somebody else's, it depends on when you signed up and when you started your service and so on. Somebody's is on the first. So you couldn't pick a day for everybody not to pay their electric bill to to prove a point, to push a point, a PowerPoint. Okay. (laughs) Nice. But, but, but you could pick a month and you would have to sign up. You would have to be a member of the no thing. Because the only way that everybody trusts that everybody else is going to do it, you know, it's like, I'm not going to try it. You try it. No, I'm not going to try it. Let Mikey try it. He hates everything, right? People have to trust that everyone else is going to do it or enough will because they can't go around and turn everyone's power off, can they? Really? They're not going to turn it off in a one month cycle. Right. No, you have to miss no. two months. Yeah. Now, is this anarchy? And can I put be, be, you know, my face pushed in the mud for this? Absolutely. Certainly. Yeah. This is dissident talk. This is what they call dissidents. People get arrested for dissidents. 
But you know what? If nobody does it because everybody's afraid of being getting in trouble, then no one will ever do anything. Am I, am I right? It's, it's just freedom of speech and uh, expression. So, I mean, everybody has uh, a unique opinion. So I wouldn't feel like anything, you know, would happen to anyone, you know, if they claimed or thought they were a dissident, you know, perhaps in like some other country, you know, but not this one. Not yet, at least. So <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Are we waiting for it to happen? So then right. it's too late, you know, <laughs> because the minute your neighbor gets pulled off the street for being a dissident, what are you going to do about it? Most Damn, there, yeah. there was the straw that broke the camel's back. You know, there goes Lori. She was a big mouth and she deserved it. We liked her for a while, but now we can't, you know, she's a dissident. So now she's off into dissident land and somebody's going to eat her legs we'll this see. weekend. We'll see. Here's the, th here's the thing, though. You know, um, Lori is so powerful, you know, by herself. If you take Lori down, then, you know, someone's going to have to replace Lori. But, you know, when you consider the Gilets Jaunes in France, it's a leaderless movement. They all just know what to do. There are no leaders in that movement. You know, there might be guides, sure, you know, guiding people. But, I mean, no, it's a leaderless movement. And that is something that um, I think, you know, that is something that can kill the multi-headed hydra. You know, oh, how do you, hey, how but... do you kill a multi-headed Hydra? Well, with like a with a with like a jello mold amoeba that just swallows it all. I guess <laughs> I don't know. I, I, OK, OK. I concede that if the movement spread from country to country because the agenda is the same. All the things they're bitching about are all the same things that everyone else is bitching about everywhere. Right. Everywhere. And so why hasn't it spread to other areas? Because you got the, well, it's just not quite as bad in this sheeple pen as their sheeple pen. Or let's wait and see what happens with their movement. And then if they have success, then we'll try it. Well, you a bunch of babies, you a bunch of sheeple. Okay. If, if something starts... It's like a school of fish. If the school all starts going like this and, you know, and you go way over here and go, I'm not doing that. And then the next thing, you know, gulp your, your fish, your fish food. How, how long have they been protesting in Paris? Oh, I mean, it's like how many days 10, now? 10, 12 weeks. 10, 12 Maybe weeks, longer. Right. It was in, okay. um, I think it started in October. And how many days has the government been shut down here? Probably not even a month yet. 30 Coming days. Up on them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I, uh, I, I don't know if it's exact. I haven't been following that because I don't care. It can stay yeah, no, shut down I, as long uh, as it can. I don't care. But no, but but if you consider like something, you know, to like be an upset to the system, a government shutdown where people aren't getting paid, you know, that's okay, well, let me, that, all right. that forces people into the, you know, let the me, yellow vest. Let me let me let me give you some insight there that I just read about. And 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 if I'm wrong, I'll stand corrected. But the eight hundred thousand people, non non what do they call it? Non essential uh, workers. No. 
Non-essential. Okay, they keep talking about 800,000 non-essential workers. You know, when you think about that in a, in a country with the population that we have, that seems like a lot of people. Well, guess who those non-essential workers are? If they're non-essential to the government, that's a pretty big admission of we don't really need them on the payroll, right? And so go out and get another job. But now, what, what is the understand that the 800,000 non-essential people are who? They're non-essential. You know where they came from? They're left over from prior administrations as consultants to the new administration to keep things consistent and to be a consultant about things from the State Department and things from the whatever department, okay? So in other words, does that make them the deep state? Does that make them the people who are holdovers from previous times? Do we really need people who are consultants for years into the next administration for how we did shit four years ago? No, we don't. That's why they're not essential. So if they get fired and they were non-essential, well, okay. Now we're on our own. We don't have any consultants anymore. They'll just go get a job as what? Lobbyists. <laughs> or they'll retire because they're probably retirement age anyway. Some of these non-essential consultants are in their 70s and 80s they don't even still need to be working if they made any money during the whole years of their career so this is how spin works i got everybody feeling sorry for 800,000 non-essential workers when all the rest of us how many hundred thousand homeless people you think are out there who don't have a job either you think they feel bad you think they'll feel they feel sorry no. How about, how about how about all the homeless people? Uh, there's what 40 percent of the homeless population in America actually works two to three jobs. I know. Think about that ironic stat. Yeah, forty percent of people that do not have homes work several jobs. That's why when you see That's people screwed up walking down yeah. the street. And a homeless person is trying to get a few extra bucks or whatever. And they, and what's the first thing out of their mouth, get a job, get a job, or they don't say anything at all. They look away. And so, you know, I grew up watching the Andy of Mayberry where Otis, the town drunk came to the, to the sheriff's office every night and what, slept in an empty jail cell because there was no crime there <laughs> really and got the key himself and let himself in the jail cell and aunt B made him a home cooked dinner and he slept it off because he was an alcoholic. He couldn't help himself. They, they didn't have any AA for poor Otis. Right. <laughs> so instead of having him sleeping on the street, they provided a bed and a meal. Now, where he got the money to buy the liquor that he drank every day, I don't know. But but that was a different time. And so all these services that they've come up with 
have taken the place of that kindness. And where now what do people think? I don't have to do anything because I pay my taxes. No, see, the taxes are the minimum. <laughs> you still have to do stuff. <laughs> it does not, you know, prevent you, give you what, a get out of jail free card because you paid the same as everybody else paid in the taxes um, and, and so that now you're off the hook for, for helping your fellow man. There's a whole, I mean, it, there's a whole philosophy about, about helping your fellow man that people have absolutely forgotten about because of I've done my duty. I've paid my taxes. And 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 that absolves me of any further responsibility in, in the rest of you. Okay. So anyway, okay, I'm done yapping. You have anything to wrap it with? Can you talk no, about I'm, yeah? Can, can you talk about your invention yet? No, no? I can't. Okay. No, I cannot. It's I'm excited hard. for when you can. Or when you do, um, it, it, there are just so many other things that are coming to my mind. Boy, when I think about um, um, what, what's coming along, uh, I, I hear. Well, I don't know. It, I just keep coming back to five G, um, and I mean, you, you know, you, you talk about boy. Would you want to like you know uh, uh, wipe people's minds uh, every mm. night, you know, or every moment? Boy, that that might be one way to do it. That might there might that might be some sort of technology to enable that, which is kind of freakish. I don't scary. know. I don't know how far they got to go before the people say no. I really, I really can't believe it. I can't believe that the people have allowed five G to even get this big of a foothold in 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 anything, because yeah. it's completely untested in any tests that have been done and any research that has been done, the people that have done it have said, this is bad news. <laughs> I don't think we should all be inside of a microwave, <clears throat> microwave oven, you know? And yeah. the, the, I mean, but you've got, you've got all the morons out there who all they, all they can see about it is, you know, their phone will work faster and their, their shit will work better and faster. And that's, that's important to them because they're completely 100% ethernet attached to their shit. So, so. And their if, cancer will spread faster. Well, you know what? And, <laughs> but, but if you add the fact that everybody's feeling negative, then they don't care because you know what? I'm only going to be here so long and, and this is a shitty place anyway. So I'll live my life. It's like the fat people that eat all the food say, I live to eat instead of eat to, so it, eat to live, live to eat. I live to eat rather than eat to live. Okay, well, that's your philosophy. And when your ankles are swollen and you can't get out of your chair and you can't breathe when you walk across the room, that's all the living you're going to have out of that yeah. Yeah. Uh, idea. Yeah. You make me think that there's uh, these just cycles of, um, of 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 experiments. You know, we went through the 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 gold uh, money experiment. We now we're going through uh, the technology experiment. You know, um, there there are all these. Uh, it, it's kind of fascinating that you know 
right around the time uh, after World War II in the 50s, they told us Americans, oh, my God, you could die any time in a nuclear war. And ironically, that was the point in time in history when there were the most families born. The baby boomers were coming up, you know, as a result of that. And it was like the fear of like, well, you could die at any time. And 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 it actually, you know, the economy was well because we raped, you know, uh, the rest of the world of its riches. But and we were producing so much um, as a war machine and that continued. But um but it, it, it's fascinating that at the most scary time, they thought, you know, well, you're going to have to learn all these nuclear bomb drills, you know, and and so many families were born and and passed through into the system. It's fascinating. And that was a generally good time, aside from all the, you know, you're going to die in nuclear war. You know, it well, didn't get depressing grew- until, you know, I- Kennedy. Yeah, I grew up in that. I mean, I grew up at once a month or so. We had to do an exercise where, you know, wop, 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 the thing goes off and we're going to all get under our desks and cover your eyes and cover your head. And, you know, you're so little that you're like, I don't even know what the fuck. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what this all is. But it's going to kill me. And that's the thing about the, the fear and the danger. Okay. Wait. Because it, it's like, don't look at the light. But then you saw the movies of well, what would happen if the blast went off and it's like, everything swiped out flat uh-huh. to the ground. So what the hell does the light have to do with anything? <laughs> because you're dead. Okay. I, blind and dead go together. Right. But, but my point is, is, after a while of really not a not understanding the depth and the breadth of what it is they're talking about and they get under the desk don't look at the light the nuclear stuff when you got a little older you're like oh, yeah yeah snore yawn okay the desk and then and now it's you know no danger ever came so now this is <laughs> <laughs> so right? now this is the sky the falling the sky's falling thing happening here um Okay, so so that's the same mantra they used with the ter- war on terrors, terrorism. Okay, the war on terror. It wasn't a war on terrorists, was it? It was, it was a war of terror. War, it was a terror. war on terror, right? To, it was terror. All right, you but you know like how you know how important terror. that new the difference in the nuances of the of those are because. War on terrors, like a war on cancers, like a war on, you know, uh, a, a thing you can't kill, the, a thing that is like a, mo- a mental picture. Terror encompasses everything. A war on terrorists, a war on terrorism, that kind of means something. But a war on terror is like a war on blankets. Well, you know, it doesn't it doesn't doesn't define Terror you can't win a war on terror. That's well, the terror, point. Terror, terror is the result of something. But they're creating know? the terror, and that too, it's to make the oh, war on terror. Okay, okay. you fund yeah. ISIS and you give them guns and you give them Toyota trucks, and then you got a war on, and you got terrorists. Now we, now we got something here. Okay, that's oh the way they're goodness, Now we got something tangible. And we collapsed some buildings, so now we got something tangible 
that we can fight. Now it's not just an ideology anymore. Now, like Cold War was an, an, an ideology, right? Most of us had no idea when we were little kids what the hell a Cold War really was. What is that? Is it going to get cold if we lose? I mean, you're, you're well, a little kid. Well, well, actually, I mean, if we um, lose, are we? Are they going to take away all of our coats and 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 blast fern, You know, blast freeze us. Well, no, but you a don't really winter, understand. But a nuclear winter, would of be... course. And but that's not even what a cold war is. A cold war is where it's all psychological and yeah. nobody's actually doing anything. And can I outwit your wit? Spy you know? versus spy. Yeah, spy versus yeah. spy. Yeah. And all along, everyone is doing nothing but trying. Here's, here's an analogy, okay? When you first learn to play chess, what do they teach you? How the little people move and whatever you do, protect your queen, right? That's, that's law, rule number one of first learning how to play chess because until you know how to do all the other stuff. Your queen is the most valuable thing you have. And if you lose that, you're probably going to lose, right? Even to the point where they had a term for it, sacrifice your queen. Okay. Now, if, if, if the game here, here's, here's where they've got everybody right now with the fear game, with the system, everybody's trying to protect their queen. Their queen is is like their their home, their livelihood, their you know access to food, shelter, and clothing, a job, whatever. That's their queen. They put all the rest of it out there, and you know, try to fight the game. You get caught in court, or you know, you got a ticket, or you 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 know, they're trying to take your kids away. Whatever you're sacrificing pawns and you know, bishops and whatever you can, because you're trying to protect your queen. If everybody's playing that game, playing that way, um, and can't get past, screw the queen. It's about the, the whole game and how everything interacts on this game board and how you play it. And so at some point, if you get good enough, you can use your queen as bait. You can use your queen as, you know, uh, defense where you're coming in from another side and they're worried about your queen because everybody is and you're going to come in and slam them. I'm taking that analogy to the point that that's where it's every man for himself everywhere. And that's why nobody can help anybody else without taking a hit to their own self helping the homeless to the degree that they can. And do you, I mean, think about it. Do you know how many homes are empty in America? Not being lived in vacant. More homes than homeless. I'm sorry. Makes what sense? was that? More homes, more, homes more homes, homes, vacant homes than homeless. Wow. In America. Okay. More food being thrown away than the people are going hung than the, than than can feed the people that are going hungry. Has anybody put a system together for that? You see what I'm saying? If the banksters take somebody's home away, 
and they don't put it up for sale and get it sold, shouldn't if, if, if you're such a benevolent government, shouldn't you come up with some plan to organize filling the empty homes with the people on the street, the food thrown away to the people who needed to eat? They got plans for everything else. Why don't they have any plans for that? That's why I'm saying the system is not designed to help people. It's to the system's designed to lock them in. Yeah, you know, the the more you think about it, it, it's a system that is like um, sink or swim. You know, you either live or die. It's a uh, it, it's, it's, <laughs> it it's dream not, anymore. It isn't not, an American. It, Sorry. Well, yeah, I mean, well, you have to be asleep for the dream to work. Um, yeah. But, um, no, uh, it, it is it is a system that is designed to see how tough you are, how much you can take. Can, yeah. Can you take it? Can because we don't want any any you know for lack of a better word we don't want any wimps any pussies we want we want people that can take it and right there are people because that... if you end up in the FEMA camp you're going to have to take it pretty hard so we only <laughs> <laughs> it ain't going to be easy there but I mean there's no. people who you know in their mind that's inevitable that's that's going to happen because that's the plan and so they sit around talking about that day after day week after week on all the youtube channels you know get it's going to be horrific folks but get your mres from our channel because we are offering a discount this month hook us up on patreon blah blah bullshit whatever okay and so and so instead of talking that stuff and and i got more subs than you got I'm talking better truth than you're talking. Um, breaking, breaking, breaking. Oh, man, he broke it first. And you know, all this, all these YouTube wars. Oh, I subscribe to so-and-so. Oh, hey, you shouldn't listen to them because, you know, you should only listen to so-and-so. And, and there we go. And then, and then people, you know, they'll sit around and go, oh, well, the shill, the shill, the shill, because they're promoting this or that or the other. And it's not the same that, you know, these guys are promoting. And, and so I don't even care. I don't even watch. I don't even look. I only, I, I only watch the ones that people send me. Oh, have you seen this? Oh, did you watch this? Oh, what about this? Okay, well, if it's re related to something I've been talking about or researching, okay, yeah, I'm going to watch it. But if it's just another one of those, who was the guy? Dabu7. That was the, the guy a few years ago. Everybody was tuned into Dabu7 because, you know, he's breaking it down. He's, you know, showing you the truth behind the truth, behind the truth. And you're like, um. <clears throat> If you don't know any better and you don't have anybody, uh, if your own questioning mind isn't working, then you need someone to speed food you, speed food, spoon feed you that stuff and make sure that you're in the, you know, solely squarely in the fear market rather than, you know, yeah, I got my beanie cap. I got my propeller going. I'm full on freaked out, negative. The sky is falling. Shit's coming down everywhere. Can't, you know, it's, it's inevitable. Well, <laughs> you, you go you away. Know, 
It's you know, not though. You know, these I, I, I turned myself off from a lot of these YouTube videos. Uh, you know, I totally detached from uh, anything flat earth, really, like from watching any videos. Um, you know, it was basically just like a troll farm. Um, and, you know, like you mentioned, you know, Dabu, I, I was watching also, uh, uh, that guy, Richie from Boston yeah. and yeah. And, you know, it's really, it's fear. It's, there's a lot of fear base in it, even though, you know, it comes from an aspect of, you know, this is the knowledge, this is the truth and you gotta, you know, get your armor from God and all that kind of stuff. But really, it, and, and not that, not that he was, you know, um, pushing any, you know, uh, products or anything, but, um, but it's just like, oh God, just just so sure about every little thing. Oh, absolutely. And, it's all about confidence. Have, yeah, and, <laughs> and and no no no, you didn't know about this. You didn't know about the quantum computers, and then there's the aliens, and then and then that's how the control is coming being, you know, getting gotten. But do the they ever world. once offer send me the videos that where they tell you this shit's coming down uh, uh, sooner or later and then offer some alternative and some advice and some, and some positive spin. Not a, not a one. Has if you can't that. do that, then shut your pie hole because you know what? Here's, here's, here's what happened. People were so addicted to the mainstream news and they were programmed with how the news was going to come to them and what the expectations of the word news even meant, okay? And so when it became unpopular, not cool, so not cool. That's so five minutes ago, you can't be watching mainstream news, okay? And if you do, don't be talking about it and don't act all left-right bullshit and Fox bullshit and all that. Don't go there, you got to watch the alternative news. Okay, fine. So they go to the alternative news and what are they handed? The same freaking format, only now it's jacked up a couple notches. Okay, now it's, uh, you know, in at least the mainstream news people act a shred like journalists. Okay, a shred, not not, uh, you know, fully, but they try to give you a little inkling of, of um, you know, unbiased, except unless you're an entertainment network like Fox or MSNBC, then they fully on telling you we're entertainment by the spoofy shit they put on there, right? Okay. And... And so they go to the alternative news and it started out at the beginning exactly the way that it was supposed to spin out overall. Who was number one in alternative news when the alternative news concept really hit? Who? Alex Jones. <laughs> There's like the hands flying and the top of his head's blowing off and his face is getting all red and you know and gay frogs and you know the whole thing okay and absolutely no positive spin whatsoever none no positive opportunities but get your MREs or whatever that Berkey filter or whatever that is because Armageddon's coming. <laughs> So bye, bye, bye for me. 
And that set the tone of 99% buy your Armageddon from me. <laughs> buy your Armageddon prepper pack from me. And so here's what happened. That set the the sort of the tone for all the other mainstream people. And if they came on talking like this, and this is, you know, told the news, then snore, we need some entertainment because that's what we're used to. We're used to entertainment on MSNBC and Fox and we're used to entertainment on Alex Jones. So we need some entertainment. So there, what happened? Same things. Same thing happened with the flat earthers, the, the most entertaining channels, the ones with the most bells and whistles, I mean, how many ways can you remake the same model without, you know, running out of bells and whistles, but somehow they managed, you know, they still hooked them a, a whole bunch of people in for a really long time and, you know, sign up for my Patreon. And if you can just give me a dollar, just a dollar, those dollars add up. And, you know, so the whole time we're just sitting here, Going, you know, yeah, we got some problems. Yep, we can. It's pretty obvious what they are, and it's pretty easy to identify the culprits. And, um, you know, now let's come up with a plan. Oh, no, we need to wait five more years and see if it really spins out the way we thought it was going to. Well, sure enough, <laughs> it did. Now, now you're five years delayed on implementing the plan. Now, what are you going to do? Well, that plan won't work anymore because they're way past that point. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the, no, that's uh, it's um, it's like the old skull and bones uh, thing. You know, they always have to be what a couple of minutes. They set their watches like 15 minutes ahead of time or something, or is it 13 minutes? I don't know. Yeah, probably yeah. 13, maybe yeah, 33. Yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe. Never know, just to be sure. Well, okay, so... Um, We've covered a lot of ground. All I can say... Yeah, and I'm done. All I can say is, you know, one more wake-up call coming from a different voice with a different message. I really believe that if, in fact, it's true that they're they're feeding off of negative energy... Hence the reason why the ener negative energy is up because they're producing the negative energy. Then it's pretty easy to fight negative with positive. I truly believe that. And if everybody could just get their wavelength altered and every time you get ready to go all full on negative, Stop yourself and ask, is it really, is whatever it is I'm so negative about right now, really like a crisis? Is this danger or am I just unhappy and pissed off? Well, I can do something about that. And it isn't just going in the refrigerator and getting a piece of Dove chocolate. It is change the pattern, change the wavelength, get, you know, do the no thing, do the no negative thing. And every time it wants to attack, you know, attach to you, think of it as like a demon or a blob or whatever, you know, you hate spiders. I don't know. Think of it as spiders and get that shit off of you. 
and and uh you know spray some positive spray <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but i really i really think i really think that can work because that system can't operate on positive think about it what kind of world would you wake up to tomorrow if if they decided um that's it nobody's they all got together overnight you're sleeping and they said okay that's it it's really costing too much money for us to keep being in wars and making bombs and, and airplanes and drones and and so on so it's every man for himself country by country no more wars you stay where you are right now from this day forward wherever you are that's where you belong and you gotta stay there and no more getting it over in anybody else's business and and no war okay I mean, what people do? Do you know that there would be people who would go, oh, my God, my son's been in the military for 20 years. He was going to try to get his 20 or 18 years. He was going to try to get his 20 so he can retire from the military. And it's like, really? <laughs> you're 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 stuck on that. <laughs> but that I, I can see people doing shit like that and saying, you know. Oh man, I work at the bomb factory. What am I going to do for a job? <clears throat> it's like that old Woody Allen joke. Doctor, my brother thinks he's a chicken. Oh, just give him these two pills every morning. No, you don't understand. We need the eggs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's, I forgot it's, about it. It's, it's a good true. one. It's, it's a good it's one. true. <laughs> okay, on that note, everybody out there, Pass the word. Get positive. See what happens. Give it a shot. Try to take these beasts down with some nice positive energy and choke them to death and cut off their food supply of all that negative loosh, whatever it is, and um and see and see what happens. It's not gonna cost you anything. It's absolutely free. Absolutely free, right? Turn off, turn off all the negative bullshit news. You wouldn't have found it in the first place if it wasn't on the internet, right? Because it happened in Kansas and you're in, you know, Georgia, okay? So whatever it was that you're losing your mind about that happened in Kansas, um, get 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 off it. Worry about what's happening in your own backyard and and uh, and try to make some pausing. So there you go. Anything else, John? I'm closing no, I, this puppy down. Yeah, we're starting to buffer bad. Yeah, I, I would just say uh, try and smile to more people. Um, and you'd be surprised at how many times they smile back. Yeah. Nice words. Good words. Good night, everybody. Thanks night, for watching. Everybody. Thanks for watching. Bye, John. Bye.